Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. I'm Ash Bennington. Very pleased today to have with us Rob Frasca, co-founder and managing partner of Cosimo Ventures, to talk about the venture capital space and asset tokenization. Rob, welcome to Real Vision Crypto. Oh, thanks for having me. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. We were talking a little bit off camera. You've had an incredible professional life uh, working as an operator on, in the tech industry, uh, becoming a venture capitalist, and then ultimately getting involved in asset tokenization. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into the tech business to begin with. Yeah, so actually I was uh, the founder of the very first uh, financial service on the internet back in 1993, uh, 1994. I was at Carnegie Mellon uh, getting my MBA, and I saw the internet emerge, uh, my partner and I, uh, and we uh, started a company. We created the first uh, stock quote server on the internet, the first company to put financial institutions online. In fact, I think we put over 100 uh, financial institutions uh, on the internet. You know, and these are in the days when you know it, it took an act of God to actually be able to get on the internet. If you think back, 1993, yeah. uh, and it was pretty exciting. So when I was about 29 years old, uh, Intuit came in. Uh, Bill Campbell and uh, Bill Harris and Scott Cook there at Intuit they came in and, and purchased, acquired my company, and it wound up becoming Quicken Financial Network. So this is re really from the OG days. I, I remember OG. when I was one of the young the young guys uh, back in the late 90s, uh, and it was difficult to, for financial services companies uh, to do some of the things that you were talking about, you know, five, six years later. So this was incredibly early in the space. Yeah, yeah. And then we did, I did another company uh, with our CTO, Ken Lang, in the AI space, artificial intelligence space. And that company was acquired by Lycos. Now, when have you heard when have you heard that name, Lycos? Right? Most people, you know, don't even remember Lycos. L Lycos uh, was like the second largest search engine that's after right. I, that's after right, Yahoo right behind Yahoo. Time, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so we uh, ultimately took Lycos public, and then that was acquired uh, by Telefonica uh, during the whole dot com uh, phase. And then I did another company, um, which was in the kind of software, uh, SaaS software business. Uh, and that company was acquired by Nielsen. So I've been building companies now for, oh boy, uh, a little over almost 30 years. Let's say that. <laughs> so how did you make the pivot uh, from operator, manager, entrepreneur into venture capital? Well, I, I you know, when I saw blockchain emerge, I realized that, uh, you know, one of the things I say all the time is that I believe blockchain is the single largest value creation event in our lifetime, bigger than the internet itself. And, and a lot of times I, I, I talk to my partner, we talk all the time, my partners and I, we're all entrepreneurs. And I say, man, I've seen this movie before. Uh, I've lived this movie before and I know how it's gonna end. And I feel like uh, what's going on now with blockchain is really what we saw happen with the internet in the 90s, which I was a part of, and quite frankly, the mobile kind of craze in 2008. 
And so for us, um, you know, having the experience of being an entrepreneur and having experience of kind of building companies, we thought, what better way to really enter this market in blockchain than as an investor? And so we created a fund to really focus on investing in early stage blockchain opportunities. So tell us a little bit uh, about Cosmo Ventures. What do you guys do? How are you structured? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, when you think about blockchain uh, and what blockchain is really all about, it's really about um, kind of creating that trust layer, that decentralized trust layer uh, on the Internet. Right. The early days of the Internet were all about decentralization of content, decentralization of uh, communication and of commerce. And now with blockchain, what it really is, is kind of that decentralization, decentralization or peer to peer networking of trust. Think of it kind of like the Internet of money. Yeah. Uh, and so when we saw that, we said, well, why not uh, be, create a venture fund and tokenize the shares of the fund and allow people to buy into the fund by buying a token, a security token. And so our fund is the first evergreen open-ended venture capital fund that is uh, built on a blockchain and allows uh, investors to come in and essentially buy shares of that fund. You know, when you think about the structure of venture capital, generally, it's, it's a tough structure, right? It's a locked up fund. You're making investments. Uh, you're making capital calls. Usually it has a very high minimum investment. Uh, it's not very liquid. And only the big investors really get to, uh, big institutional investors and family offices get to, get to kind of enjoy the historical returns of venture capital. So what we did was we said, no, why not make it more accessible? Uh, to people around the world by making it tokenized. So we have this fund, uh, it is tokenized. And what we really structure on is giving investors early access and exposure to the blockchain market. You know, a lot of the alpha uh, of this market is very early on. And generally, what we do is we uh, invest in early stage pre-liquid uh, companies and projects, and we do and, and we give exposure to investors uh, to that asset class. So you're taking traditional uh, venture equity stakes in addition to uh, accumulating the tokens of these projects. That's right. That's right. We invest in two things. Uh, one is the preferred equity, standard venture capital model. Uh, and the other is early stage, generally illiquid tokens. Uh, this model is, you know, the, the blockchain model is a different world. Uh, you know, it used to be if you looked at the uh, overall blockchain, overall company world, it was, tw you know, 12 years to IPO. You know, uh, the average exit time across venture capital investments is around five years. Whereas here, what we're seeing is, is that these investments get liquid much, much faster because generally what they are is tokens, not equity. And so what we've tried to do is really look at the market and say, okay, we want to invest in either the equity or the early stage tokens. 
Yeah, and some of the challenges uh, just more generally that blockchain technology solves is pr precisely that, illiquidity, an absence of transparency, uh, some of the very large uh, hurdles in terms of minimum investment. This is really kind of a revolutionary time uh, to be in the venture capital space. That's right, that's right. And ultimately, uh, what we believe is people want exposure to this asset class. Uh, they they want to be part of it. And, and so what we're trying to do is really democratize this. Another thing we're seeing is, quite frankly, is that this is global. This is not just Silicon Valley. This isn't just Boston or New York. It's entire, uh, everywhere around the world. And, you know, we see incredible amount of interest from an investor perspective worldwide. And more importantly, the actual entrepreneurs we're investing in are global. And so we felt that the tokenized structure is really uh, an incredible structure to uh, to bring uh, to bring uh, bring investors together uh, into these uh, into these opportunities. So tell us a little bit uh, about the universe of investable assets that you guys are looking at. What you find most interesting right now, and what you're most excited about in terms of the investments themselves. Yeah. So what we did was we broke the market down into six various areas. Uh, and each one of these areas are then further broken down because it is so comprehensive, right? What we're talking about here is everything from the layer one protocols, the base level, the, the kind of the operating system of the world, to how you control governance in a networked world, which are kind of the DAOs, if you will, if you've heard that. Uh, and then the whole NFT uh, side of the business is pretty exciting. And then the assets themselves. And then Web3, right? So you've got this kind of really uh, just uh, amazing market. And that's yeah. how we've really broken it down. Uh, one of the I'm areas- I'm fascinated by the, the token taxonomies, the way that we divide up the functional buckets, uh, mostly because I've never heard two people do it the same twice. It's hard. It's really fascinating. And it gives you a sense of just how early we are uh, when right. the basic classifications uh, differ depending, you know, on kind of like who you're talking to at the time. I think that's fascinating. It, it is. Uh, it is entirely fascinating and it's ever changing because it is so early, right? This is really the first inning uh, of the game. Uh, and, and so what we're saying, you know, we did a taxonomy uh, a year ago. It didn't have NFTs on it. And now NFTs is a, is a key part. Now, I, I personally can't stand the fact that we call them NFTs because in my mind, what, that, what NFTs really represent are decentralized digital rights management. Now, you could argue, well, that's worse than NF calling it an NFT. What the hell does that mean, right? So, you know, but, you know, if you think about, really think about what's going on here. So, you know, the old model, when I was a kid, we had ABC, NBC, CBS, and PBS. I used to watch Mr. Rogers on PBS. We had one local station. I grew up in Connecticut, out of, out of New York. And we had a newspaper. And that was it. Okay. Right. And now we've got this world of decentralized content where everybody's a content creator. Yeah. Well, in the old model, the business model was pretty easy. Who got paid? Right. The, the content creator got paid. The distributor got paid. The movie theater got paid. It was pretty easy to figure out who got paid what to manage those kind of royalties. And in the new world, we've got the Internet where everybody's a content creator. That business model gets blurried. It, it gets right. it gets hard to figure out. So now all of a sudden, if we put blockchain in in the middle of it, 
what it does is it allows us to really manage the royalties and the rights around the media in a distributed, seamless, instantaneous way. And so that's huge, right? Because it, what it does is it changes how everybody gets paid for content. Uh, and so as, a, as, a, as an investment thesis for us, how could you not want to, uh, you know, invest in the platforms, the plumbing, yeah. the systems that enable that? Uh, and, and transform the and transform the world. Hey, if you like this clip, be sure to check out the full interview and more only on realvision.com forward slash crypto. It's 100% free. Sign up now.